0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast is created for hungry entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, personal development resources, and actionable tips. Now for your host, Jason Wright.
0: What in the world is going on, Inspire Nation? I'm Jason Wright, your host, and this is episode number 77, To Ask or Not to Ask, with Yvonne Hyman. It is good to be alive, my friends. Always good to be alive. Feeling good. Got all kinds of exciting things brewing. That's what it's all about. You got to be excited about stuff you're doing. If you hate your day job, start a side hustle that you love. Find a passion that you love. Got to be excited about something. Life's too short not to be excited about something. Your excitement is your barometer for if you're doing the right things. If nothing excites you in life, time to make a change. going to get an amen somewhere out there? Anyway. Random story this week, it's going to be a little bit different direction for you. So three people have come up to me in the last week expressing an interest in starting their own podcast, which I think is great. So I talked to these people and obviously I want to help them and support them with that. And I got to thinking, if three people are reaching out to me in my audience, what are the chances that there are more that may want to do the same thing? And what are the chances that there may be more in the future? So chances are pretty high that there's more now and will be in the future. So there's a a lot of podcasts out there. There's some good, some horrible. And I thought, you know what? I've earned the right. I've earned the right to do this. So I'm going to create a free course that's probably going to be available by the time you hear this. Probably. It's called Start Your Podcast in Seven Days. So what it's going to be, you sign up, you get an email a day, for seven days, a little video. And it's going to be very uh, informative and help you. And the idea is by the end of that seven days, You'll be armed with knowledge and direction to launch your own podcast if you want to. And I'm going to be able to help you do it as inexpensively, as humanly possible, as worldly possible at the time that this airs. And I'll explain more about that in the course. But seriously, there is no excuse, no excuse not to get started. You can almost do so completely for free. So pretty cool. I'm looking forward to rolling that out. That'll be on the website, and they'll tell people on the email list and on the the bot list on Facebook Messenger and all that good stuff. So keep your eyes open for that. Today's episode, awesome guest, uh, great conversation. Man, I love talking to these guests. Such a nice mix of backgrounds, experiences, perspectives. It just never, it literally never gets old. You know, I I've thought at one time, a lot, you know, a while back, like, man, will this ever, will it, will it ever run out of people to talk to? Obviously, no, but will it ever get boring? It doesn't. If I didn't like it, I would quit by now. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, fake it till I make it. I'm going to do stuff that I generally enjoy doing, and this happens to be one of them. So awesome stuff. I want to dive into the episode with you. Um, Yvonne and I had a a great conversation, and I want to share that with you now. So let's listen in and see what you think. What is happening, everybody? I've got another incredible guest with me today. Today, Yvonne Hyman will be joining me. Let me tell you what I know about Yvonne. She is an entrepreneurial coach and a mentor. She's a passive income strategist, a serial entrepreneur herself, and a consultant. Yvonne, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Jason, for having me today.
0: No problem at all. Would you mind starting off by telling us a bit about your road into entrepreneurship?
1: Oh my God, how many hours do you have?
0: (laughs) 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 Let's let's hit it from a high level. How about that?
1: It's pretty much my life story. I'm like looking back now, being a business owner myself, looking back, everything has led to this from my dad always wanting to have his own business and me always having trouble with managers or bosses. Just looking at this, it's... I was just meant to happen and I just kind of slid into it with seeing a need arise for certain services and I jumped right in. So I guess it was just meant to happen.
0: So what were the services that you saw a need for?
1: That was um with my late husband who had a media agency and clients were asking for social media services. That's how I started out. Mm-hmm. And in the States. That's how I started out in the States. Let's clarify that. Um and yeah, from there, just moved into the next need, realizing social media is not quite exactly my thing, mm-hmm. to web design. And then a few years ago, realizing, hey, I'm actually not just doing things for my clients to be exposed out there. I'm actually consulting them and coaching them in how to run their business. And that's how it came about where I am today.
0: Absolutely. So you, you've currently got Two businesses, is that right?
1: I have two businesses and one product, yes. I have a media agency. I have the consulting business, which is just me, and I have a physical pen and paper planner for entrepreneurs.
0: I saw that. That's called the protopreneur, is that right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm, exactly.
0: Very, very nice. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about how consulting has impacted your business, and not in regard to a financial aspect, but... You know, like when I podcast, for example, I talk to awesome people like yourself all of the time, and especially lately a lot, and I always walk away a little bit better because I get new perspectives, new ideas, and it, it changes the way I go back at my own business. So when you think about how consulting impacts you in that way, tell us a bit about that, how it's helped you kind of run and grow your own business.
1: There, There is a little behind-the-scenes story how I actually came about the whole streamlining businesses and automating businesses. Um, About four years ago, my husband got diagnosed with cancer and I had to learn myself firsthand what it means being a business owner, running a business nearly by yourself with a couple help here and there, but pretty much I am the business. And suddenly life hits you over the head and you do not have the time or the mindset at that point to keep your business running at the level you wanted to or you would need to to sustain yourself. So that's where my passion came about coming back out of this and and going back into business to help people find time again what they're passionate about. Always hoping they're never going to have to go through what I had to go through But being able through looking at their business, cleaning it up, streamlining it, setting processes into place and automations where it makes sense to give them their time back. We all spend so much time on our business and most of us do love it most of the time. But that's not our only passion. We want to spend time with our children, our dog, our family, our friends, go travel, do other things that we are passionate about next to our business. And that's where I get excited working with my clients, just giving them that time back that working on their business and working on that passion that their business is just took away from them and just helping them get a little piece of that back without losing any income, hopefully even gaining more income.
0: Yeah. I love what you said there. I mean, automation is obviously with technology is possible. So when you think about automation uh, for somebody's business, like what are you talking about specifically? Just so, so the listeners know.
1: (laughs) It could be as simple as scheduling your clients. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. somebody messages you and says, hey, I need to talk to you. And you go forth and back about five emails just to find the right time of the day in the week when you both have time. You just wasted what? Half an hour?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That half an hour you can save yourself by just spending that half an hour or maybe even an hour to set up a scheduling software.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Acuity is the one I use. There are multiple other ones out there. There are so many out there now. They all work similar. It just matters what works best for you. And you can just send your friend or client a link and say, here, just check my calendar, see what time works for you and just schedule yourself yep. done in one email, one link. They can do it all themselves. You don't have to fuss with any time zones or all of that stuff. It's all done for you. And suddenly you saved yourself half an hour. Mm-hmm. Now how many clients do you work with on a daily basis or weekly? Now add that up how much time you just saved yourself just by setting up a scheduling software.
0: Yeah, it's a great example. Uh I use Calendly and I think it's like 10 bucks a month, but man, what mm-hmm. what a what a good investment. I mean, like you're not kidding when you're you're doing a bunch of different types of meetings like I'm sure you are and I am as well. It's so much nicer not messing with that because Uh, your email gets blown up, you you lose track of everything, but yeah, that's just one little example, but it makes a big difference. And you can even get started with what I'm using for free. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people running on the shoestring budget, but yeah, there's great automation options out there for free. So thank you.
1: Yeah. If you keep it small, there are so many free solutions out there to do that. And as you just mentioned, you also lose your focus. If you are like me, I have about 10 tabs open in my browser. That's just how I function the best. But that also means I see when an email comes in, and mm-hmm. I am always there for my clients. That's just how my personality is. So I'm going to jump into that email and get that set up. Yeah, but that also means my train of thought on what I was just working just left the building. Oh, yeah. So I'm not just losing the time on the setup, I'm also losing my focus on what I was working.
0: You're going to get a laugh out of this, but the thought, just when you said 10 tabs open at once, the thought of that almost gave me an anxiety attack. I can't handle that many tabs. I might do three or four, but when you start getting into that 10 or I've seen people do dozens, I can't handle it.
1: A lot of that for me is just because I work just like you have folders on your computer. That's how my brain works. Sure. So I have my private email. That's one tab. I have my consulting email. That's another tab. I have my agency email. That's another tab. And then just a couple other ones. It doesn't mean I really work in all of them yeah, all the time, gotcha. Yep. but they're just there.
0: And so this is interesting to me. So you're currently the CEO of two separate businesses or, or maybe even three, two or three.
1: Two with one product, but okay. yeah, I would consider them two businesses.
0: Okay. And I'm kind of asking this question, and I'm thinking about myself 18 months ago or so. Would you recommend somebody trying to take all that on from the start? Like if somebody's really hungry with entrepreneurship, and, you know, I, I meet people like this all the time, almost a jack of all trades, but, you know, I worry that they're into too much stuff at once. Would you recommend somebody, you know, start off trying to start a couple businesses at once, or, or what are your thoughts on that?
1: The the funny thing is, in general, how you post the question, no, I would not recommend that. But when we start businesses, and I've done the same, we do so many things to pay the bill. So where I'm going with this is, no, you shouldn't start 10 things at the same time. But you're going to try 10 things at the same time, and then that's where where your focus comes in. So really fast, figuring out which one really works for you. Which one do you really want to do? For me, everything is about passion. Mm-hmm. Which, which one gets you excited? You're going to do... With web design, for example, a lot of people do updates and then they offer hosting and then they also offer graphics design and social media and and because all of these feed into each other. So when they start out, they might actually have 10, 15 different services that they are doing, including consulting. With a mind thought, some of those could be one or two different businesses.
0: Yeah, I agree with you.
1: Coming, long story, coming back around, what I try to get my people into, try it, do it, collect numbers, and make a fast decision of what excites you. I know social media, I know it all, I know how to do things, how to connect things, but my passion isn't coming up in everyday posts for my clients, it's like, you know, mm doesn't excite me at all. I have people that love doing that stuff, and they are way better at it than I am. I focus on cleaning people's business up and the web development part of the agency. That's where I'm good at. That's what I love doing. That's what gets me up in the morning.
0: No, I, I hear you. It's it's uh it's funny we're talking about this. I was uh I'm finishing up a uh, first ebook to publish actually this week, and a piece I was into last night was about. Play into your strengths, you know, I I don't believe in trying to make your weaknesses strong, just take your strengths, go from good to legendary. And the more I go forward with this stuff, the more I I do what you're saying, I just really focus down on just two or three things where I'm really, really strong. And, you know, they're all fueled by passion. And it comes to me naturally and just stay in that lane. And what I've done is I've just surrounded myself with other people who are strong where I'm weak. And I just don't worry about it. You know, like you say, can I use social media? Yeah. Is it something I want to do all day? No, there's better people out there for it. So, great advice. The,
1: the the things that we shouldn't forget though, I have seen people take that passion and we should go for what we are great at to the opposite extreme where they're this is just what I'm going to do, but I can't pay my bills. Yeah so i always i always joke it's like okay i have to pay my bills if that means i'm gonna have to clean toilets i'm gonna go clean toilets Mm -hmm. uh to take it to just paint a picture here Mm -hmm. so yes you still might have to do things that you are not great at that you don't necessarily want to do but you do that to support your passion and get to a point where that thing that gets you so excited is at a level that it completely supports you 100%.
0: What do you think about this? I'm just kind of going off my notes here. I'm just thinking about myself out loud. So I've got a couple of things that I'm good at. I don't mind doing, but I don't focus on them for the business. So for example, I've got a strong HR background and I can go into HR consulting anytime and make decent money, but I don't want to build a business around it. Um, I'm a good copywriter. I've made you know a lot of money copywriting. That's something else I can do if I feel like I need to generate some income, but I don't want to build a build build a business around it. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: There you have a perfect site business to your passion. So it's you know that well, you know that's not where you're stuck at, and just pay attention you don't get stuck with it. But if it's an easy way for you to right now make money and pay the bills and put money aside just to have a little savings, too, but putting your main focus on your passion and grow that to where you want to have it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it 100% supports you, you can just wean those off. Yep. There is there is no shame in this. Yep. It's like you, especially when you start from zero. Yep. I see so many people that are like, oh yeah, I made that much money within the first year. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, you're coming out of a Fortune 500 job. You had a big savings account, and you didn't start out of the mud. So that's <laughs> that's where I often get carried away talking just in my circles. There are people out there who just live paycheck to paycheck in a nine to five, and they're trying to make their dreams come true. So I like to just try to stay real. It's like there are things that you are great at. That's not your passion. Perfect to support and grow your passion business to get it to a point where it fully supports you. And then you can just wean off those side jobs that are paying the bills right now.
0: Yeah, I think that's great advice. I mean, I, I'm one that really needs to pay attention to that because, like I said, I, I can make good money in those areas, but I try to avoid them. But, you know, maybe I should uh, utilize them more often. You know, it's uh, who knows? I mean, there, there's a, a big business with that, that HR set of stuff for sure. So I know you like web design. I've heard that a few times. I like web design to a point. Um, <laughs> what are three tips that you consider crucial to startups involving web design? So let me define startups. I'm kind of thinking that – Uh, We'll say zero to six months. So somebody who's pretty fresh, you know, they've got a website. You know, some people believe all websites are dead. I I don't believe that. I think they're important as a central hub. Uh, What three tips would you give for web design for those people?
1: I am in with you that websites are definitely not dead at all. It's the only thing you really own. Yep. It's, It's you can rent space on Facebook, but if they don't like you, they can kick you off. You can use YouTube, but again, if you are against their rules, they can kick you off. Your website is the only single thing that you really own. Mm -hmm. Now tips for startups when it, especially when it comes to web design is really difficult because a well done web design does cost money. A lot of people do not have that starting capital. So trying to have one straight up tip on how to work that in the beginning is hard to do. Don't, one big thing though, that's all over the board, no matter how much budget or less budget you have, don't even start out with Webley, Wix or any of those. Please don't. You hurt yourself more than you get out of it.
0: I'm really glad you said that. I'm gonna jump in here. So, what I just want people to hear this. She's talking about a lot of the, the free there's free platforms to all those, correct? Correct. All right. So one thing that I was talking to my eleven year old son about is the free website host versus the paid like a you know, like a blue host, or I use SiteGround to host my my WordPress dot org. If you'd talk about that a little bit, is it worth spending money on a good host and website up front? And then you can jump back in.
1: Yes, it's definitely if you have a budget. If you have a budget, your best solution is what's called a self-hosted WordPress website because somebody like me down the road can take this and can make it amazing. There are steps down to this. So there are those free builders where it's Weebly, it's Wix, uh, Vistaprint has one, GoDaddy has a builder next to technical issues that are in there. The SEO integration is a pain in the butt even if you don't do search engine optimization already at that point because trying to understand it or having the financials for it Google still looks at your website what's happening there and those free ones more or less all of them hurt you with that there is a way to find a way in between, Squarespace is a good solution to have something that tells you exactly what you need to do without getting any development skills. Where you can just go in, you have a small monthly fee, they give you a couple themes, you easily can plug things in and you can get started there and somebody like me still can come in later and work with you. Squarespace has done a great Uh, job at giving you as just a user a possibility to build a website that looks nice, that works in a good way with Google on your SEO, even if you don't optimize anything. And it's a great way to start. Now, if you know your way around on a computer and you are doing okay with it and you think you're a little bit nerdy, you can look into WordPress yourself. That means you're going to buy hosting somewhere with, um, my favorite is usually SiteGround or Bluehost is okay. You buy your hosting, you install WordPress. So with buying the hosting, you pretty much buy your property where you put your house on WordPress is the house that you put on there and then you install a theme, which is pretty much painting your walls in your house. Mm -hmm. That's how a WordPress website is built, piece by piece.
0: One point of clarification we should probably make, WordPress.com is not the same thing as WordPress.org.
1: Exactly. So what Jason is talking about is, and I still, after 10 years, mix them both up, WordPress.com is a service-based solution from WordPress where you can just blog. It's a simplified solution. If you really want to have full control yourself, you want to have the self hosted version. So what WordPress does is, okay, we are giving you the structure. We are giving you the software to do all of this. And you download that from them and upload that to your host. It's a self hosted WordPress website, which is wordpress.org.
0: Very nice. Well, I, I mean,
1: hope I mentioned that right this time because yeah, even after 10 years, I still mix those
0: two up. <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't talked about uh, web hosting that much in a while, but it's great. I'm actually – I forgot about this. I'm actually an affiliate for SiteGround, so I'll post a link to that in the notes if anybody's interested in checking that out. But, no, that's really good. I, I think that people make a mistake when they ignore that website getting started or uh, they go with uh, you know one of the free ones. It's just such a pain because you can't do anything with them. And if you put a bunch of work into it, you pretty much lose it all, you know?
1: hmm You're going to pay in the long haul because you, you put all of that up there. Now, if I have to take, for example, a Weebly website that you have built over the last two, three years, and there's a whole bunch of content, I have to sit here for hours and copy and paste all of that down. There is no way for me to just extract it. So if I redesign a WordPress website, for example, I can download all of those pages, all of those images. I can download that and upload that to a new setup. I cannot do that with those Weebly Wix or any of those.
0: That's actually what I did.
1: Hmm?
0: I actually went from uh, WordPress.com once upon a time over to SiteGround and did just what you said. Yeah, I think the that migration thing, I think they were relieved to see that for what you just said. So, yeah, if you can think a step ahead with the website and do what she's saying, you'll thank yourself down the road. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this, Yvonne. Do you suggest a product or a service approach to business when somebody's starting off? You know, a lot of startups are going to be, you know, working that nine to five, going with the side hustle because of money. You know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, I actually do that. I've actually jumped corporate America Failed horribly trying to go full-time, you know, building up my income in three months and it didn't work because I was chasing money instead of chasing passion. So mm-hmm. I've actually, uh, you know, almost lost everything and been through that and uh, side hustling. It's almost like two full-time jobs now, but I'm in that spot now as well. But what, what would you suggest? What's easier to get going for people, service or products?
1: And you are talking to somebody that has a service based business for the last 10 years and spent the last two years to produce a product in China.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> service based business, if you have the knowledge, is the easiest to start with because you don't have to produce quote, produce anything, anything physical. It's maybe I just didn't decide on the right product. It's like selling cookies on the on the corner of s and twenty first might be easier than me trying to put this planner together. But yeah, my experience learning to actually produce a product has been quite a learning experience, and I even took it to the point of producing outside of the states because I couldn't get it produced in the states. It is not easy and it takes a lot of money to get a product in hand that you feel comfortable about and that you can sell without being afraid of things not going right, things not being happy about it. It may be breaking or falling apart. So I am one of the ones who says start with a service-based product if you can can do it.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that advice. um in the same mindset. You know, I think a lot of people listening have a a service that they could consider. You know, a lot of people think, I don't have any skill, there's nothing special, but there really is. They just have never thought about it or have never listened to the right people. But I definitely think that service-based business is at least a good foundation to get going.
1: Yeah. And there's there's a lot of of need for service out there, even if it's just transcribing things or like... I'm going out there right now to have people do my um, closed captions for YouTube and transcribe my videos.
0: Yeah, transcribing is, is very labor-intensive.
1: There is, there is so many things out there. It's, go grocery shopping for other people. Mm-hmm. There, there are so many service-based needs out there right now, and you just got to have an open mind and get out of our... 1990s thinking. If we get out of that, you actually can come up with a whole bunch of ideas where you can sell services that are in need around you.
0: Absolutely. And with technology today, there's no better time in the history of people than now to do that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What are your projects and goals for the rest of this year? What do you got going on?
1: Oh, I am working right now actually on our second version of the planner. Um, for me, my business goals is a lot of exposure. Finally, getting out of the survival after cancer mode mm-hmm. and getting back out then exposure, and just enjoying life. I get to travel a lot this year. Mm-hmm. I'll be in Germany for grandma's 80th birthday in July, and I get to go to Vegas in August. And
0: wow, very just nice.
1: Just enjoying life. It's it's my turn now.
0: Yeah, you've earned it. I read your bio. You've earned it. So very nice. Well, I understand that you want to include a promo for our listeners today. Should I tell them about it or do you want to?
1: Keep going right ahead. They are your listeners.
0: Okay. So she's going to give 10% off her protopreneur planner for anybody listening. Uh, and I will put this in the show notes as well. So you pretty much just go to www.shop.askev.com. And then there's a promo uh, code, it's Jason, and I'll put all that in the show notes for you. And, uh, yeah, that's good stuff. So thank you very much for that.
1: You're welcome.
0: And if anybody listening would like to contact you, Yvonne, what's the, the best way for them to do that?
1: The easiest way to figure out where to reach out to me on your um, outlet of choice is really just go to the website. It's com. That's A-S-K-Y-V-I dot com. There's my phone number. There is my email. There is my link to my Instagram, to my Facebook, and all of those fancy things. So you can decide how you would like to reach out to me and you'll find it all right there.
0: And you can reach out to her in every single method she you, she said if you want to also. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on today. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jason.
0: All right. We are back to the show. Yvonne, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate your patience on this release release date as well. So good stuff. Well, guys, I hope that you find value in these conversations with guests week after week. I certainly do. I, I do a great deal more than I ever would have imagined. So from your perspective, Anywhere that you are in your journey, you know, and or really focusing in on that first 36 months. If you can get to that first 36 months, if you can get through it and not go out of business, your chances of staying in business are much higher because you've done some things right. You've generated some money. You've bought yourself time, literally. And that's a good thing. So that's what we're focusing on, that first three-year startup period. And you can even be in the the zero phase. You haven't started. That's totally fine as well. but I try to bring these guests on that have a great journey, that have a nice niche they can talk to you about. And if you listen every week and you go back and listen to the old episodes, there is just tons of value. It's not my opinion. It's, you know, you get enough of that. You have an idea of what I think about things and where I stand from, from listening to me in the past and the blog posts and that type of thing. But when I bring on a guest, man, it's a wild card. Everybody's got a different story and it just keeps it interesting. And Keeps this such a value-rich place to be. So hope you enjoyed it today. The one thing I'll ask you, connect with us on Facebook if you haven't. Facebook at one time was the very, very most important source for leads to my website. It's in the top two now, but uh, LinkedIn's right there with it. LinkedIn's actually leading the pack, surprisingly. But Facebook is going to continue to be not only important, but vitally important for my business and all of you listening, so Facebook, think about this for a second, Facebook owns Instagram. Instagram is probably one of the hottest social media platforms out right now. Through Facebook, you also can do some amazing things with Messenger. Uh, there's just some serious power there on the advertising side and on the message bot side. I mean, you guys, you know, you've probably started hearing about these bots, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the stuff you can do... Not only engagement and automation is just next level. It's so stinking cool that I'm thinking about moving this pop filter and screaming right now. It's that exciting. So I won't do that. But if you haven't liked our page on Facebook, like that page. And if you want to join the Inspire Nation, the closed group and get a little bit closer, um, talk to some other guests and things like that. But in the show, it's a good opportunity for you to do it. So thank you for listening. Um, If you want to check out the show notes for this episode, go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 77 and you will get some conversation highlights. You'll get Yvonne's bio, her picture, her special offer for you and all that good stuff there. Check it out. Thanks for listening. Catch up with you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to intentionally inspirational. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or check us out on soundcloud to check out all of our resources for your startup business success. Visit our website at intentionallyinspirational.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week.